You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Back with you on The Strong Room. A reminder that Macmillan's next seminar is coming up on Thursday evening, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Anyone with an estate in the area of seven figures or higher who does not have a plan in place should seriously consider attending this event. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online at macmillanestate.com. A Macmillan Estate Planning Minute with founder and president Sherry Macmillan. They have the privilege of working in England with old money and how that looks a little bit different than planning, let's say, locally here in Canada. Because they've had wealth generation after generation, you know, all the way back to the kings and queens and lords of the day, when those families had affluence, they did plan differently. And if you look in history, what happened in those particular families is they planned in a generational way. They weren't planning planning for the moment of death, but alternatively, they were planning to continue to create affluence, create meaning in the community, create wealth transfer, and teach the next generation on what that wealth transfer and stewardship and responsibility meant. Macmillan Estate Planning for Families. Your financial security, retirement goals, and family legacy can all be safeguarded with a customized life plan. MacmillanEstate.com. Estate planner Norman Ewing is alongside now to talk about the importance of starting early to plan for retirement. They've got a little bit of savings. Uh, they're thinking this is going to be for retirement, but they don't really sit down and, and, and think about uh, when is retirement going to happen? What are their potential uh, needs or wants in retirement? And uh, so it uh, sometimes uh, sneaks up on people and surprises them. And, and that's why, uh, you know, we like to sit down with people early uh, in their careers to uh, look at retirement planning and put some actual numbers on the table. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what sort of income are they earning now? Uh, what, what sort of thing are they putting away on a regular basis? And, uh, you know, how can they uh, continue that so that retirement doesn't creep up on them? You know, I met uh, one of your clients that uh, you had worked with a number of years ago, Sherry. Uh, you know, this particular client came in to you when you were uh, quite early in your uh, financial career. And their particular life situation uh, was that uh, they were early in their career as well. They weren't really thinking a lot about retirement or anything like that. But part of the process that you went through with them was was budgeting, uh, seeing what was allocated for mortgage and, and all sorts of other things and carving out you know, from part of that budget, from that limited budget uh, earlier in that person's career, an amount to go towards retirement. You know, it was interesting to meet this this person uh, years later because this was, uh, you know, at least 15 years uh, that they, they came back in and, and I met and sat down with them. And, you know, they really hadn't done too much other than that initial framework and structure that you had put in, allowing some money to go uh, away, uh, investing it in, in a smart fashion that, uh, that was going to grow at a respectable rate uh, while still provide stability. And, you know, looking at that uh, over the years, you know, that made actually quite a quite a big uh, difference. Uh, you know, you have the compounding uh, of money over time and, uh, you know, some of these rather small steps to start with in this this person's uh, financial history uh, made, made a big difference. I mean, obviously we had to look at uh, rebalancing and there was more ability to uh, put away for retirement uh, when, when I met with this individual, but uh, it was amazing to see what uh, the compounding of small amounts of money over time had done and improved their situation. Norman points out the importance of good tax planning as part of good estate planning. 
and good tax planning should never be a last-minute thing. We want to sit down and look at the, uh, the circumstances of, of the individual, but, uh, you know, often uh, we have people that have maxed out uh, on, uh, you know, tax-free savings accounts. They've uh, maxed out on RRSPs. Uh, you know, the question is, you know, should they continue with that? Uh, what other options are out there? And, you know, tax is important uh, in this conversation because, uh, you know, it can make a big difference in the long run uh, if you're deferring taxes uh, long-term through an RSP or, uh, you know, you have tax exemption with a, a tax-free savings account, the compounding and the, and the growth that you can achieve uh, long-term on that is, is is a lot more. And so, you know, I think that's important to focus on and continue, but I think where some people kind of miss it on the tax side is uh, they get focused on, you know, sort of a routine uh, with the tax side of things. So they may have uh, done some tax planning early and, uh, and looked at the uh, deferral of uh, taxes. And so, uh, you know, they continue with that uh, deferral, uh, you know, without really looking at, uh, you know, when are they going to pull that uh, uh, income uh, into, uh, you know, a particular year and pay taxes on it. You know, both the deferral uh, as well as the inclusion of income are important in the planning process uh, and getting the timing right on that. Good estate planning isn't just a financial exercise. It also takes into account planning for the retirement years. We had a client uh, come in uh, within the last year, uh, you know, very driven, hardworking executive uh, throughout his uh, career. Now, financially, he and his wife are ready for retirement, and, and so they were looking at moving ahead. And we had uh, gone through, uh, you know, a lot of the financial side of things in the past and making sure that they had put away enough for retirement and, and they were well set in that area. But, you know, we were really looking at uh, the implementation of retirement uh, with, with him. Uh, you know, how was it going to look like uh, when uh, he wasn't so busy as, as an executive uh, what would it be like uh, when, you know, there was no longer, uh, you know, a job uh, to, to go to every day. And, uh, you know, there was important other considerations uh, that we had to look at uh, because, uh, you know, he uh, enjoyed being very active and, uh, you know, communicating with him and his wife, uh, we came to realize uh, pretty quickly that he wouldn't enjoy a lot of downtime in retirement. So, you know, maybe there'd be some golf, uh, some some other things like that, but uh, that wouldn't be the primary uh, emphasis of his retirement. So, you know, w- we worked through some of those other issues as, as part of the retirement planning with him. And, uh, you know, it was eventually decided that he would need to keep busy uh, three days a week. And, uh, you know, this would be the, uh, the the better transition from him than to, uh, you know, sitting around at home all day and, and really not getting that enjoyment uh, out of the full of his retirement. And so uh, we looked at uh, filling, uh, you know, a these, these three days a week with a combination of uh, some part-time uh, consulting uh, as well as some increased board and uh, volunteer work for an organization he always wanted to be more involved with. Uh, and it really created, uh, you know, a happy medium for him. Uh, he had more time to work on uh, some of those projects around the home, but yet he wasn't, you know, at home the whole time. He had, you know, work projects as well. And we made sure that there was uh, that balance there still. Uh, you know, we still kept, uh, you know, something like 12 weeks free out of the year. So um, there's plenty of room for vacation. Him and the wife could travel. They could visit family and friends. But uh, still, there was that balance in retirement uh, so that it wasn't just a full stop. It wasn't just a uh, a move out of being uh, that full-time career executive, but kind of balance things out and 
So, you know, I think his story really illustrated that, uh, you know, there's more than just numbers and, and, and tax and investment uh, with respect to retirement planning. You know, we've got to see how this, this tailors uh, best to your particular needs. The most important part of any plan is the peace of mind that comes from knowing you've thought about the what-ifs for the future. There's different expectations and allowances in retirement these days, too. You know, in the past, there was kind of that culture of, you know, you put in your time with your job. You know, you do that for so long. And then beyond that, retirement is is a full stop change. And today, uh, you know, we're seeing people, uh, you know, a lot healthier, uh, living longer and wanting uh, different things in life. Uh, and so it's uh, finding that balance, uh, you know, both on, on the financial side and on the, on the personal side so that you have that uh, enjoyment and fulfillment. Because, you know, with a working career, uh, so often our identity, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of our life is wrapped up in our job. Uh, you know, we really, uh, you know, view ourselves and a lot of our life is driven by what happens at work. And so that transition can be interesting out of that because if we're transitioning out of that job that has meant so much and defined so much uh, in, in our life, uh, we've got to look at uh, what's meaningful beyond that. Um, what's, you know, important uh, in, in retirement to keep us driven and interested in uh, enjoying life every day. The themes we have been talking about on this program are reinforced now by Sherry McMillan. Nobody wants to talk about their mortality on an ongoing basis, thankfully. I think that's normal and balanced. But good estate planning isn't talking about your mortality. It's talking about your wishes for your life, how you want your life to unfold, and how you hope your family's life will unfold. And then building a plan so that can happen appropriately. So as a great case study of this, yesterday we were working with a lovely family and they have four children in total and their first child, their daughter, is about to get married. And so they're very excited as a family. However, they have a lot to risk. Their estate would probably be to the tune of about half a billion dollars. So if that child is entitled to, let's say, $125 million, you know, part of the life plan, not the estate plan, the life plan is to get a proper prenuptial arrangement in order to protect that family. And this is a new person into their family unit. Hopefully they stay forever, but the likelihood is there's four children. So will every child remain successful in their marriage? And we need to protect the nest egg for that family because it's a going concern business and it employs many people in the community and they want it to stay and remain whole. And so we've got to put these measures into place and we can't do them when you're gone. We have to do them while you're alive and while life is occurring. So it's when it's occurring that we have to put these protections in place. And the parent group spent years and decades building the business. You don't want to see that dissipated by a lack of a plan as to how to handle what ifs. Well, we have a very simple analogy for that, Peter, in our office, and it may sound silly, but it's true. You know, you can run a whole bath of beautiful water to go have a lovely bath in. But if you've pulled the plug, there's a small leak and very quickly that whole bath is gone. And this is true of our estates. We work very hard to create them. But if we don't plug the holes that can happen in real communities, in real society, illness can happen to us, our children can have addictions, our children go through a divorce, our spouse that we leave behind might marry again, and we don't want that new family to be attached to our estate, we instead want our bloodline being attached. So it's just wise, really, that we're protecting our own retirement and the future of our family. 
All of these themes will be brought into sharper focus at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. It's coming up on Thursday, June 1st at 7 o'clock. Pre-register by calling the office weekdays at 403-266-6464. Or you can register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. I'm Peter Watts. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room.